Welcome to Wedding and Event Podcast. Frank podcast discussions for event professionals and those planning successful events. With wedding and special event consultant, Toby Dodge of Prepared.com. And Eric Zimmerman, pianist, DJ, and master of ceremonies of ElegantMusic.com. Hello, everyone. This episode is entitled Wedding Planning and Viewpoint. Is it a white shirt with yellow stripes? Or is it a yellow shirt with white stripes? Well, that would depend on the viewpoint of the observer, wouldn't it? Much can be said about this subject, and certainly poets and philosophers already have. But let's narrow it down by framing it in the context of planning a wedding or special event. Toby had just gotten back to town after having attended the Wedding MBA, a trade show for wedding professionals in Las Vegas. I asked her about what she experienced at the show, and then we got to talking. And now, please enjoy Wedding Planning and Viewpoint. Hey, I like your shirt. You're just yellow stripes. Yellow Yellow stripes it is. Or it's white (laughs) stripes on a yellow shirt. Either way. Uh, That's, you know something? (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. That's really interesting. When you think about it, we all make assumptions on, on how we're, what color things are by, by what they're associated with, actually. Like a pinstripe. Are there more white stripes or blue stripes? Right. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, this is really interesting to me. Well, oh my. I think it speaks to how one looks at um, any piece of art or, uh, or anything, actually, in life. They're, they're referencing yeah. it from something else. And yeah. Um, so, wow. so, so, yeah. Okay. Well, you know, this brings up a, a good point about the, uh, I know you wanted to talk about the wedding MBA. Uh-huh. There's a lot that it offers, and I would encourage really everyone in the industry, I realize that would be pandemonia, but <laughs> if if you are the type of person that enjoys uh, knowing what's happening, mm-hmm. meaning if if you want to hear what people believe, it's going to happen because you know when someone talks about trends and or what's new and hot or what's coming yeah uh, it's a matter of data and indicators that you um rely on respect Mm -hmm. and and use for that for that purpose so i think everything you when you attend a conference you kind of take you have to take everything with a grain of salt. In other words, not to uh, stop yourself from being critically uh, thinking about what someone is saying. In other words, you, you should try and employ some, uh, I guess, analysis on what they're saying as well as much as what they're saying. Uh In other words, 
when someone who, who let's say is from the Midwest, they're, they're going to see different trends or maybe what is thought of as the coast driving trends. Mm-hmm. It might take a little longer to get to the Midwest. Right. Um, I have to smile because a lot of designers who were speaking talked about if they see another uh, jar as a uh, part of a centerpiece or a favor, one of those little ball jars, uh, mason jars, mason jars, if you yeah. will. The, you know, they've just they're they've just seen too many. Of them, you know, it's it's been a proliferation. Like, you know, are they are are they multiplying? Are they procreating? You know, they just like, oh my god, if I see another one of those, well, I don't happen to feel that way because uh-huh. obviously I'm not looking probably as many images as they are on Pinterest and Instagram. So, what I'm really saying is. It has to do with what you're exposed to mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. In other words, uh, one of my dear friends in the uh, business, uh, Deborah James from Bella Vita Events, she went through a phase where she must have had six purple weddings in one year. Mm-hmm. And she says, Oh my God, what is with the purple wedding? <laughs> <laughs> And I don't think she feels that way today. But, you know, when you feel like you're overloaded in in one year, it makes a big difference. So I'm just saying when you go to these conferences, you have to put things in context. Who is speaking? Where are they coming from? You know, what has been their experience? And what are they bringing to the table? Mm -hmm. I think that many of us, don't really think about those things. We're just so hungry for the information and for that, what I call slight edge that sometimes we don't take a step back and really think about, is this good information for my business? Right. In general, it's always good to know what's going on, what the trends are and whatever, but you also have to put it in your own context. So, Absolutely. For to to kind of frame the conversation a little bit. Well, you know, um, artist, um, you see his uh, cartoons everywhere. Gary Larson. Oh, Gary Larson has has a very interesting viewpoint, and so you can tell it's Gary Larson, not just not just by the way it's drawn, but the subject matter and the how it's coming at you. Yes, the comments. And so I, I, I do understand that any bit of information, I hope that our listeners will uh, t- keep this in mind about even, even our podcasts. You know, exactly. This, this, is, this is based on our experience and, and what has worked right. and uh, what we would like to repeat, what we certainly would never want to repeat, um, <laughs> and, you know, and what we've learned you know, from that and why. You know, and really, yeah. I, I think that's... But uh, <laughs> I, I, it was, I hate to... I hate to sound like a snob at sometimes, but um, but I remember uh, growing up on the East Coast, and um, and going to school then in Ohio, and yeah. uh, and I remember how uh, every when I got to Ohio in um, uh, 1980, uh, what, no, no, when was that? Uh, no, in 1970. <laughs> um, well, whatever it was. Whatever but, it um, was. But I, I went out there, and and you know, I had I was wearing. 
straight leg pants. I was wearing, you know, straight legs, you know. And everybody else still had bell bottoms. Ah. On. And, and, and so, you know, my friend that I had gone out to school with, you know, we, we've kind of like, you know, kind of righteously kind of went, well, you know, they're, they're kind of yeah. behind the times, you know. But, yeah. um, but, I, but I could see how styles would kind of roll both ways. And, and you, you bring up an interesting point about um, mason jars and ball jars and things. <laughs> you know, for me, uh, I remember my grandmother canning, you know, with, mm-hmm. with mason jars. Absolutely. And that um, there is even a reference in a, in a um, I think it's, oh, uh, Elvis Presley song, you know, where it's a, yeah. drinking my liquor from an old fruit jar. Oh, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and so I think that you would could use mason jars and ball jars to create a very rural, a rustic mm-hmm. type of a relaxed. Yeah. You know, barbecue yeah. type of a, hey, you know, kick off your shoes, let's dance type of a thing. Well, and, and sometimes mason jars are decorated or the flowers that they put in them or the collection of uh, sometimes shells or all kinds of different things, what people do with mason jars, can elevate it. And mm-hmm. they can actually be a, be a part of something that is rustic but elegant. So... I, what happens is, like anything, we get on a kick, you know, for a while, Tiffany blue, which is a PMS color. It is a a recognized scale ah. of colors for manufacturing purposes, for printing purposes. Oh. So PMS Colors, and there's there's two major companies, and PMS Colors have been used for generations, frankly, uh, for printing. That's how I first uh, became aware of them, for uh, booklets and all kinds of, of printed matter, uh, business cards, whatever. Mm-hmm. It stands for Pantone Matching System. Oh, and Pantone, pa- of course. And Pantone, okay. yes, is a, is, a, yeah. is a color. Is the company, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, and they, it's a fascinating company, um, history. Uh, I don't want to go into it right now, but they've truly been leaders in many industries. And the good part of it is, that if you have a color matching system, then if you, uh, let's say for weddings, you take ribbon, fabric, um, all kinds of materials, Mm. and you can blend them and match them if you have that scale, that Pantone color scale. Uh, So for years, people were trying to match that Tiffany blue. And Tiffany blue is is a patented color on top of being Pantone. Wow. In other words, um, it's like they really hold the rights for that. Hmm. And uh, they could sue you if you tried to, uh, you know, package it in a way that would be compromising um, or challenging, I should say, uh, to Tiffany. Uh, that's... Uh, what I have been told. I hope that is correct information I'm sharing with you. <laughs> However, that doesn't stop people from trying to create a Tiffany blue. 
which means you can take two or three different colors of paint and mix them. And let's say a bride wanted uh, to have her rendition of Tiffany blue containers and then have them painted for her right. to be as close as possible. So, nice. or people put Tiffany bags, yeah. you know, let's say for a, a quinceanera or a sweet 16, and then they stuff them with all kinds of other goodies. And right. that's, you know, so you can almost, it's a trademark, I'm sure the color. Wow. And uh, and all. So this can get kind of heavy, just like with music. When you use a, a tune that has been published mm -hmm. on a video, um, you have to pay for that. Or you get music through a service that you don't have to pay for. Right. Or a nominal fee. That's right. You know, in in uh, retrospect, um, many of my dear friends in the video <laughs> kind of took chances years ago until they kind of cracked down, and now they're sure. it's much tougher. Sure. But the the point is is uh, just going all the way back to the yellow and white shirt. Yes, it's all how you look at it. <laughs> you know how you value things and and how you determine you know which do you notice more mm -hmm. is it a yellow shirt with white stripes or is it a white shirt with <laughs> yellow stripes i don't know but so all i'm saying is you just can't take things too seriously you know when you go to a conference you got to take it all in and i remember going last year uh where uh, one of the founders of Wedding Wire, his first name is Sonny, wonderful speaker, very entertaining and very knowledgeable. So he was talking about, okay, guys, it's time to learn Snapchat. Hmm. And, you know, it, within a year's time or more, you're going to be behind the the curve. And so we all groaned and moaned. <laughs> <laughs> in the audience was pretty funny because generally speaking the audience um when i look at the age you know how it how where the ages are uh at the conference it's kind of heavy on 30s and 40s okay there's some there's some 20s mm -hmm. you know there probably more than I want to admit. And <laughs> there's some of us <laughs> over the 50s and 60s. So it's almost like a bell curve, you know, where the predominance is in the 40s and 30s. And even I, I heard groans from them last year. So <laughs> when Sonny got up and he mentioned that right now for the wedding industry, you it's still, it's amazing how predominant Facebook and Instagram are. And Pinterest is, is very powerful, but it's more of a research tool almost. That there's more uh, people use it, you know, uh, to look and see what's going on more than to influence uh, others as far as in, in, in communicating it's more of a 
visual tool, which is great. I mean, it's all real important. But Snapchat is the only one of many others that is still climbing. So Hmm. that is number three. However, it's not as quickly as what was first spoken about last year. In other words, I thought, oh, God, Snapchat, I have to get it. So, of course, I, I went on and got the app and used it so little that it wasn't even worth mentioning. <laughs> and so I said, oh, what is he going to say about Snapchat? I really, lo- I really left the boat, you know, the dock or whatever. And, and I realize now that Snapchat is growing, but it's going to take a couple more years. So that's one thing I came away with for sure. Uh-huh. And um, I was fortunate enough to take a legal uh, class And it was really interesting because at that same time, a very prominent speaker, uh, I don't remember exactly who it was, was speaking at the same time. And it was a real, you know, headliner. And I don't know if it was David Tutera or or someone who, you know, has a tremendous following in the industry. And I actually wanted to hear him as well, but I felt as a business owner I had to take a step away from being a planner now and, and and being responsible to my other (laughs) workmates. uh Uh, So I, I took the legal class and the first thing he said is, I really thought this class was going to be empty (laughs) because of the competition that he had. So then the speaker says, but it's obvious that the people in this room are very serious business people <laughs> because we couldn't be deterred. Uh-huh. Could be lured away by something. Could be lured away, yes, from, from uh, the, the glitz and the glamour. And so I said, okay, that was nice of him. He gave me a little pat on the back. But what came out of it, um, which I wanted to share for anyone who is a potential client or service, whether it's or vendor or venue, whatever, is that so much depends on the context again. Meaning, if if somebody was unhappy with a a service provided, mm-hmm. um, it's the old joke about you know, they they sent the wrong cake. The flavor was the wrong flavor. But they served it and everybody ate it, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, you got to pay for the cake. Right. Now, the thing is, yes, you, you could take the person to small claims and, you know, go that route. But better to talk to them and say, look, we didn't want peanut butter. The flavor we wanted... You know, it maybe it was something else, or or they wanted uh, peanut butter and, and they got something else. So instead of getting really upset with them, to say, well, nobody got sick, which that's very good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, and it was, you know, it just wasn't the flavor. And how about giving us? 
a, a layer of the cake we really wanted, you know, as a first anniversary or in other oh. words, there's something else, or they could have given them a, a, a discount, you know, some money back, but not the whole thing. Obviously right. everyone ate the cake and enjoyed uh -huh. it. Right. There's room for negotiation. Okay. However, when, when it comes to, uh, misrepresenting and it's not clearly stated in paperwork, you run the risk of saying, well, it's interpretation. Then it's up to the judge. Uh -huh. it, it can go either way. Yes. So, he, and I'm sorry, I don't remember the gentleman's name that was speaking. He primarily practices, I think, in the South. And so I had a question to ask um, him, and he asked me what state I was uh, working out of. And I said, well, we're incorporated in a different state than I'm actually operating from. But it was very important to get the state that I'm operating out of. And when, and then he was said he practices, or I guess he has a license to practice in California. He's able to um, answer my question formally mm -hmm. if I would contact him at another time. Ah. So wh what I'm really saying is you can have very good information, but if it isn't specifically under jurisdiction in your particular state, oh, yeah. then it doesn't count. So that's why context is so important because even you missed a, you miss a, what's the word I'm trying to say? Smaller jurisdictions like a city or a county even is different. And you can be able to do maybe uh, with uh, California driving laws, mm -hmm. you can turn right on a red light mm -hmm. here, but you can't do it in other states, let's say. Uh-huh. It's, it's equivalent, let's say, right? where you think you're doing fine, <laughs> but depending on where you had that wedding, mm. their rules and regs may be different. Mm. And so not to drive yourself crazy with worry, because yeah. you can't. Uh -huh. So the way to balance that is to make sure you have liability insurance and and good insurance. Uh -huh. And one and the lawyer said you should contact your providers to find out, you know, in your jurisdiction what goes and what doesn't go. Mm -hmm. Because what most people don't have is errors and omissions. They have liability insurance, but errors and omissions is a separate policy. Wow. Okay? So general liability covers certain things, 
and you have to really look at your policy to know what that is because not all liability insurance policies are the same not only in the amount that you're covered but what it covers Hmm. okay and of course deductibles just like any insurance policy has so um fortunately I, I have to say it was very rare that I had to be concerned about liability. Yeah. However, errors and omissions actually is is as important, if not more, because it usually gets down to something specific that somebody failed to do or caused something to happen. Mm-hmm. And that's not always covered under general liability. I, a very good friend of mine, um, Kimber Lee Wilkes, is a um, non-denominational uh, minister. Mm-hmm. And she was, many years ago, was at a wedding. And I don't know if it was a branch or somebody had a a piece of equipment and it fell on her. Oh. And she, as far as I know, she wasn't seriously injured, but she had a heck of a time um, getting anybody to take responsibility. Hmm. And, and that was a personal injury. Right. Which you think would be a little easier. I had a situation where many years ago, we may have talked about this, but I'm just going to mention it briefly. I was at a, a private home that was being rented out. So the owners, you know, lived in the home. Yes. It was their residence. And then they just rented it out for 12 hours a day uh-huh. on the weekends you know, a few times a year or whatever. Well, I had, at that time, I had a, I still do, a huge emergency kit that had everything under the sun you can imagine, you know, Uh radios and batteries and all kinds of things for uh, the wedding party. And, uh, you know, it was a true emergency kit. Uh But in those days, I didn't have one large case. I had three smaller ones because I often was in a situation where I had to go up and down stairs and dragging this huge, uh, you know, piece of luggage was not smart. So I would have three smaller uh, bags or containers and then I would open up the containers and usually where there was a large table or counter I would put out the the things that I thought were the most important. So, and then I had the others, uh, smaller bags close by. And the reason I put everything out was I didn't want someone interrupting me five times an hour saying, where's that? You know, where, you know, where are the toothpicks or whatever they needed? So I just, you know, had one area for personal stuff for, you know, like tapes and, you know, fixing things Uh and then another for communication. So, you know, it was divided and 
I even had videographers love to take a picture, uh, you know, scan it because they couldn't believe I had so much stuff out. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it made it easy for everybody. Uh-huh. And at this one particular home, it was above the garage was where the apartment was and where I could, I could put things. And what happened was after the cake was cut, I usually come upstairs and clean the cake knife and server and put it away. Uh-huh. So, which is what I did. And I went over to the counter because that's where I kept the plastic bag to put it in. And there's nothing there. Everything except two little pieces of cotton or something in the corners, the far upper corners left and right of this large counter. And I'm saying, wow, my assistant was really fast. She must have come in here and gotten everything for me and put it all away already. Wow. I thought that was really great. So I go downstairs and I go over Uh, My assistant in those days was Yumi. And I said, Yumi, thank you so much for putting all that stuff away. And she's looking at me like I'm crazy. And she says, Toby, I didn't put anything away. I said, you didn't? And I thought, well, maybe somebody moved it to, there's like a bedroom behind there. And maybe they put that stuff on the bed or something because they needed the space for something else, like the caterer. Nope. I went through everything. So the only conclusion I could come to is someone took the stuff. And I'm saying to myself, how are they going to take the stuff out of here? My bags are still here. Yeah. Yeah. How is that possible? They would have to have a lot of backpacks or, I don't know, a a huge um, tablecloth and you dump it all and (laughs) put it over your, your shoulder and walk out. I think that would probably give people some pause, you know, if somebody did that. So, you know, I said, this is quite a mystery. So I, I asked the homeowner, I asked the caterer, you know, I asked the wedding party members, you know, I thought, well, maybe you thought this was your stuff, you know, that I'm giving this stuff to you for the wedding. You know, I thought it was a homeowner. Yeah. But no, it's not the homeowner. No, no. I uh mean, they didn't Uh need it. And, and so I thought, Wow, this is a real mystery, a whodunit. And, <laughs> and, and the funny thing is, I'm pretty good at whodunits, you know? Well, you covered and, all the bases, yeah, yeah. And I said to myself, and I can't figure out how, this, how somebody got this out of here. So here's what I thought at the end of the evening. You know, you have to tie, sometimes bring your visual recall back. Yeah. And I figured it out, but I had no, no way of proving it. To this day, the maid of honor was very curious about my business. She was asking me a fair amount of questions, which is not unusual. There are a lot of people at a wedding that say, gosh, you know, it looks like, you know, so great job. How did you get started? You know, that kind of stuff. But she had an, an unusual interest, I felt, level above average. Okay. She had a small suitcase with her. Okay. Uh huh. And, but that wasn't unusual either because we were at a place that 
you know, didn't have hotel rooms or anything, and they had to change their clothes. Mm -hmm. And so many uh, wedding party members actually bring a change of clothes because they're going to go to an after party or they, they, for whatever reason, especially guys, because they have to hand back sometimes their tuxedos at the end of the evening because they're taking a flight and they're not going to have time the next morning. So one person collects all of them or they individually return them with them, you know, depending on what company they're dealing with. So I thought, well, maybe it took two people. <laughs> now, what? Now remind me, what's what's missing now? What's all me. of my emergency kit gone? Okay, gosh. And I know how much that cost. Yeah. I mean, this happened twenty years ago. It was six hundred dollars twenty years ago. Uh huh. And without still, the radios, and without the radio, it's still an unsolved case. And still unsolved. So. I had liability insurance, errors at admissions, but I didn't make the error. I didn't right. admit any, you know, omit anything. Right. It would have to go on the homeowner's liability policy or the host liability policy. Mm-hmm. I'm a vendor. Mm-hmm. Something has been stolen. Mm-hmm. Okay didn't apply wow. didn't apply and I I have to say if I probably had gone to the trouble of getting a lawyer I would have been able to collect from someone mm-hmm. but how do you go <laughs> after you've had such a great time yeah and you want obviously positive feedback from your host and the location who was had been kind enough and given my name out dozens of times. Mm-hmm. How do you go back to them and say, okay, now you got to pay for my lost stuff? Right. Yeah. No, I think uh, so. No. But that was an expensive lesson. Yes. Um, but I think if I had had uh, better stipulations in my contract, mm-hmm. you see, this happens a lot to photographers. Um, there was a stretch of time where in one particular very nice high-end hotel in L.A., there were several um, equipment episodes. Thefts. Yeah, thefts. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's really hard. It got to the point, and I, it was so serious uh, for myself and others, that I hired an assistant to stay with my stuff wow. because the 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 scary hours were dinner on. Prior to that, everybody's involved. Nobody's leaving. Hmm. In other words, the staff, everybody is there. Nobody's taken that stuff early. Right. It's when the, the dancing starts. It's when people start dissipating. That's when the the challenges usually start. Uh-huh. And so I would have someone there for usually four hours. And the two hours before that, they were helping me with something else. 
So for me, in those days, I was paying, I think, $25 an hour 20 years ago. Now it's much higher, but I would pay someone $25 an hour. It would cost me $100 a wedding Mm -hmm. to have somebody there. Now, I have to tell you, the upside of that is that I always had someone when somebody broke, you know, a strap on a dress or there was always somebody there ready to fix it right. if I was somewhere else. So that that was the plus side of having that extra level of, of service. service. Yes. But nobody knew that the real reason they were there was to protect equipment. Right. Wow. And this is the first time I've told anyone. Well, all right. Thank you, thank you for confiding. In, in... <laughs> yeah, I'm the rest of the world now. Yeah, w- but, yes, it's, yeah. but I think it's appropriate. Yeah. I didn't ha- feel I didn't have to scare anyone or say anything because um, the thing you have to be careful of is you. I never went to somebody's room alone um, because... Who knows what valuables they have out or not in plain sight, but put away that if I had been the type of person that would have, you know, looked for that, I I wouldn't have wanted to be the only person. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, with many weddings, I don't know how we got on this topic, but just goes to well, show you. Talking legal about something <laughs> and that just yes. puts a wet blanket on everything, doesn't it? <laughs> But, I, you know, I don't want to be a, you know, a sourpuss here, yeah. but I, I say these things because I want to protect people, yeah. you know, and to help them. Um, because many weddings have dances where it's a money dance and then you have all this cash. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're not, you know, with a place that you can put money in a safe, immediately somebody's holding that um and i remember being i had a big uh, armenian wedding one time that had a um cash uh, money dance type of thing and they were very smart after they cut the cake um and the cake was taken away they which was right next to the head table right off the the edge of the dance floor they had this clear box where they put all the money in. <laughs> it was there. <laughs> Huge box. I mean, it was not that much money, you know, but it was cards and everything. Yeah. And they decided they wanted to keep it right in front and center of everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're going to take some, you're going to have somebody watching you. That's right. It was really f- And if you feel the urge to give more, it's right there. It, you know, it's it's right like- there. So anyway, I, I just say this because you, you want to make sure that you have a security person or at least someone else with you when you go into somebody's room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially uh, on someone else's property. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, one of the last, not one of the last, but toward the end of, of my uh, planning career, I was at the Biltmore and I had a wonderful Greek wedding. And a friend of the mom's had made a uh, cake stand and they wanted it golden. They painted it. And I mean, it took some time and effort. I don't remember the materials it was made out of. It got lost. We, I, 
I don't know what happened to it. Hmm. And I mean, I wanted to pay her for whatever I needed to do. And she said, absolutely not. You know, I mean, it was just one of those things that happened. But that doesn't happen to me. You right. Know it doesn't. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I know where it was. I know that I picked it up. I know I put it on the gondola that went up to the room. I mean, I, how can it disappear? Just, just disappear. Right. Yeah. It, you know, it may not have been monetarily uh, expensive piece that someone made, but it was made with love. And, mm-hmm. you know, for someone's memories, you know, they might want to might want to use it again. Oh, it's that kind of stuff that drove me crazy. Well, okay. Crazy. Now, I, I hate to I hate to spread paranoia because because we already have yeah. uh, national public radio and other places that uh, that really yeah. that uh, they really excel at that. Um, but right now, you're getting some work done on your house. Yeah. Yeah. Now, is there a workman in Not your house? Me. No, it's no? a neighbor two doors away. Uh huh. That is <laughs> hammering the h out of something. <laughs> he is. Yeah. <laughs> Well, all right. And I have no idea, you know, who it is, but they've been doing it since 8 a.m. <laughs> oh, well, all right. So it's not in your house. It's it's a couple of doors down. No, it's a couple doors cor- down. A couple doors somewhere. down. So they're not in your house. No, no. No. Okay. Well, it sounded like they were in your house. No. Right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, that's because you. I probably have a good microphone. You do have a good microphone. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so funny because technically they started a few minutes before eight. And they recognize acceptable time is 8 a.m. around That's right. Here. That's right. You know, same, you don't normally thing. start a project, you know, before 8 a.m. Right. And so I and they started by uh, cutting down, I don't know, bushes or trees or something. So we had that noise and then it went to the hammer. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're getting something done. That's good. All right. Oh, so the broadcast for this one will be very interesting. We'll just say... <laughs> We had a colorful <laughs> topic and background. <laughs> well, you know, it all came up when we were talking about that dirty subject of insurance, you know. Oh, see what happens? Yeah. Oh, boy, you just get into that. Um. <laughs> well, um, have have you ever had a situation um, in business, not necessarily yourself personally, but where having uh, for the wedding let's say a couple a rainy day or have you heard of anybody you know being rained out and using wedding insurance something like that uh, no but uh, but it was interesting i had uh, recently gotten uh, an email from yelp and um first of all i just want to say that you know couples doing their research on, you know, the vendors that they're going to get and things like uh-huh. that. You know, uh, it it is important to um, uh, to research them. You know, and to and to find information where you're going to find it and this type of thing. Yeah. You know, um, I say this carefully, but but when you mentioned the Biltmore and you you mentioned um, you know some you know renting out an estate. Yeah, you know, and some uh, nice locations, and people are formal, and they're and they're you know, they're doing things. I, I, you know, I would use Yelp to find a pizza parlor. You know, I would use Yelp to find you know where I'm going to get tires from my car. 
you know, to plan an elegant dinner party or, or an yeah. elegant event, I, I don't think that I would use Yelp. Hmm. And I'm sorry to, to, to say yeah. that. Um, but having um, uh, cert certainly checking out resources, checking out reviews, you know, calling the novel idea of, of actually calling up and talking to a vendor it, it <laughs> should be done you know yeah. and you should get a, get a sense for for who they are yeah. um and you know it might have been that that a um in in the case of the story that you told uh it might have been that that sister of the bride or the the, the, the maid of honor whoever it was that that um it just seemed a little out of place or that, that yeah. it just seemed and it's it is necessary or it is a skill let's just say to be able to uh recognize people like that yeah and um i'm not suggesting again that that one should be very paranoid about anything no uh really go go by your gut feeling go, go by who you like and who likes you and mm -hmm. uh observe them observe their work uh, if they're nice people, then go for it. You know, it, it, it's, okay, it's okay. You know, putting together a good team is, is what wedding planning is about. And, and I know that a wedding vendor will do the same thing. Now, um, I had gotten a, a review on, on Yelp yeah. uh, from a bride that I did not do her wedding. <gasps> and as it turns out, this wedding was in Florida somewhere. Oh my God! And they typed in whatever they typed in, and they got my site, and they wrote the the DJ the review for the DJ about this their wedding on my site. You know. Oh my God! And you know, I, I have to say that that there was uh, it might still be there. I I I don't know. I've I've asked for it to be taken down, but um, it, there were. Infringements. There, there were things that that were not taken care of, um, and and she, you know, when when I look back at it, how she, you know, I was looking for it. I was going to read it to you. Yeah. Uh, maybe I can I can do this at another time because I can't find sure. it right now. But in the review, she did state some good things and why she chose this company and mm -hmm. why it was that 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 she did this, mm -hmm. and then uh, then she went into the things that that didn't occur. And uh, these omissions, you know, right. and, and these and these errors. And I, I think that the, even she said it in, at the, towards the end, she says that it had there been better communication, mm. there would have been, uh, we would have been able to, basically what she said was that uh, she, he was operating off of an old itinerary and he didn't get the updates and she, they weren't able to get a hold of them the week before the wedding. Now, Okay, I, I, just to, to come into defense of this vendor, I would say that uh, a week before the wedding may be too late, you know, on a busy schedule. Certainly that you should have their cell phone, their, their, their text number, their, their email address, their phone number of their office, and you can get a hold of most people. You can. Um, I know sometimes I'll get very busy and I'll wind up returning calls very late at night or, or emails yeah. very late at night. And, but I... I do return the call. Um, I've, I've learned that. Um, but basically she, she said that there were some, some things that got dropped um, because 
I think essentially because of the new itinerary wasn't received and that um, he wasn't able to correct things. And uh, this seemed to be a, a very big company or a very big... Um, oh. So they went ahead and they farmed it. Is it a similar name to yours? There, there was an E in it. Um, oh. There, there, was, there was an E in it. Entertainment something something. And... Um, but ours is elegant music, you know. Yeah. But, and but anyway, it was, and it was it was interesting, and I and I invited her. I, I just said, you know, uh, thank you for, you know, your your review. But I'm sorry, I wasn't the DJ, you know that. Yeah. That that did this, and um, if you'd like to come onto this show and talk about it, um, mm-hmm. I, I would certainly welcome that, and and we could we, yeah. could, ta- we could tape it for a future show. Yeah, uh, but you know, having these these errors, these omissions, this legal aspect of it, and um, you know, the, as you said, the example, the wrong cake shows up, and yeah, uh, <laughs> um, you know, you said something very um, that meant a lot to me um, a while ago. That it it is, you, you know, you you well, I guess I guess you said that there should be a meeting. Uh, mm-hmm. With the location, mm-hmm. and that uh, yeah, that that I I work it out with the client, and I work it out with the coordinator, and everything like that. So there's at least there's three people here that have an agreement. But then yeah, mm-hmm. what about what about the location, mm-hmm. and having just making sure that running this by everybody, making sure that that is okay, mm-hmm. and having uh, I. Again, like I don't want to scare anybody because this is it's it's yeah. a lot of it's a lot of fun. It really, really is. A wedding is a lot of fun, and I don't think you should need to worry about no. uh, legal and insurance and yeah. and all these ugly things that can happen. Just invite the right people. Um, do your due diligence about researching the the vendor. You know, I would think most of all is the direct contact. Mm-hmm. You know, with with the vendor and and the people that will be providing that service for that vendor. Yeah. 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 Well, because there's a lot of a lot of people that um, think that this is just the way to behave, and they tend to manipulate the system. In other words, they feel like they have to game the system, so uh, they give a lot of incentives to get Yelp reviews, you know, positive ones or other uh, sites, and so it kind of becomes a a game for some but what happens they may be helping themselves a little by doing that um and on the other hand people like the person that you receive the review from think they're doing their due diligence by saying well you were good but these were the problems you know, mm-hmm. uh, and not trying to be mean or anything, but obviously misdirected to the wrong company. And so, y- y- like anything, you have some things that are pushed to one side that make things look better than they really are. Mm-hmm. And then you have some people who have a great amount of venom and decide to go after someone and and hurt. So, I think, again, if someone goes on Yelp or some other uh, site to check out recommendations, I think you have to have a balanced view. There you go. 
it's really what it is. It's like on uh, if you're in in the Olympics, they take out the best and the worst of your scores, and so then that, they average on right? not not everything, but I'm just saying there are many um, athletic uh, contests that are figured that way. Hmm. Um, or when they come to let's say diving, a score. Yeah. In other words, there are uh, many elements that go into it, and so they they reach a a score using some type of a formula. Uh-huh. I know ice skating does. They they they're on a point system, and so sometimes they they have to employ these balancing. Um, formulas in order to try and be as fair as possible. And then sometimes a evaluation is geared to, well, how many jumps did they do? Did they or complete what the was the, yeah. yeah. Or what, what is the, if the difficult, if the level of difficulty, if they tried more and yeah. failed, yeah, They'll still get credit, somewhat credit, then, and sometimes as much credit as if they had done an easier jump and done it well. Uh-huh. I don't know where that line, you know, comes up and down. But my point is the principle behind all of this is that I'm sure Yelp tries to be as fair as possible. Mm-hmm. They, I once got a compliment from somebody in the industry. And they would not post it because they considered it not to be relevant, that it wasn't coming from a client. Okay. And this is somebody who had worked with me Mm -hmm. for 15, 20 years and just wanted to say how I saved the day Mm -hmm. in in a circumstance. And, and it was kind of a thank you back to me. For giving them the opportunity to work, you know, or be exposed to many of my clients. Uh, in other words, not that I selected their service for my clients, but they were one of a few that they interviewed and they had selected them. Uh-huh. So, you know, obviously they got a lead from me. So sometimes something so innocent and well-meaning can be misinterpreted. That's because right. of somebody's rules. In fact, if there was one thing I would like to see change about Yelp, because I don't see it any different than when you work with a great caterer that is on it and communicates well with you during the evening mm-hmm. and uh, whether there's a planner or not, but that person you notice went well beyond the call of duty yeah, and was supportive and made sure, uh, you know, you had a, a hot meal, which that doesn't happen all the time. And, you know, there are a lot of things caterers can do, you know, uh, I've seen caterers with bands and they bring a, a, a tray of ice water, you know, in bottles to them. I mean, sometimes I was doing that also but the point is no one asked them they just did it 
And when somebody, you know, what is wrong with having a peer who should know more than a client? Yes. But a peer give a great review. And that should be okay. Yes. And they could even have a separate, you know, area on on someone's business peer reviews client reviews uh-huh what is wrong with that that's great that's great idea you know and the the peer who would do that and would be solicited okay to do that is really shooting themselves in the foot if they did that and it wasn't it said something good that which wasn't true, you know, or tried to elevate that service beyond what they did, mm-hmm. because that only makes trouble for everybody, right. because the the service that they're talking about is going to be held to a higher level. the The service that gave them a, a great review and they and the service wasn't so great, they're going to look foolish. Mm-hmm. Because people aren't going to respect their opinion, right. so it it serves no purpose, right. you know, to do that. So I think Yelp is smart enough, frankly. If they ever hear this <laughs> podcast to say to themselves, "Wow, never thought of that. Maybe we should do that." Right. You know, or maybe there's going to be a new site called Peer Reviews. Ooh. Know your industry from the inside out. Wow, look at that. You heard it here first, folks. That's right. (laughs) Just a fountain of ideas. Oh, God, it's dangerous. Yeah. (laughs) That's fun, though. You have been listening to Wedding and Event Podcast with Toby Dodge and Eric Zimmerman. If you have a question, comment, or topic suggestion, please call Eric at 626 797-1795 or contact Eric by email eric at elegantmusic.com that's E-R-I-C at elegantmusic.com contact Toby by email toby at prepared.com that's T-O-B-E-Y at P-R-E-P-A-I-R-E-D dot com subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and receive a new episode each week. Thank you for listening.